Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Well, hello there and welcome back to another edition of Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. You can find Kevin online by going to insightfolios.com. He brings more than 28 years of experience in the financial planning world to the table each and every weekend here on the show. And Kevin, it's great to talk with you once again, sir. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, Walter. I'm looking for the sun still, but other than that, we're doing good. We're treasuring <laughs> forward. You know, we're going into February and we're looking forward to June, you know, so. You're looking for the sun. I'm still looking for my old voice back. But anyway, we've got a great show on the way today. We're going to talk about uh, how often certain things pop up in retirement planning. So, you know, just some things like, um, you know, how often somebody says, you know, oh, I have to have a million dollars saved for retire. You know, how often some of these different scenarios pop up. We're going to find out from Kevin uh, what ends up being the case in a lot of those things. And we're also going to talk about inheritances on today's show. If you are in line to get an inheritance or you're thinking about passing on some wealth to the next generation, well, there have been some recent changes in the financial landscape that could impact your plans. And we'll talk a little bit about some more things to think about when it comes to inheritances and much more on the way on today's show. But Kevin, I understand you want to switch things up this week. And instead of me tossing you a little question with some factoids or some trivia or something like that, you want to flip it around and, and take the reins this week. I do. I thought we'd swap this up for a change and see how you fare on the other okay. end of my on the other end of the microphone here. So you usually stump me or catch me off guard pretty frequently. So <laughs> well, I'm, I don't have high hopes for how I'll perform here. Well, well, maybe. <laughs> but I, I have a great client. His name is Bob, and Bob, you know who you are. You listen every week. So he, he passed these things called historical happenings that's going to be happening in February. So we're going back in time here. Okay. okay. February history. So I'm going to ask you three or four questions and see if you can come up with the right answer. Okay. So 1801, oh, the gosh. House of Representatives breaks an electoral tie and they elected this person over Aaron Byrd. Do you remember who oh, that was? Gosh, I'm not good. With it was a third U.S. president. I'm going to give you a hint. Oh. Jackson? Oh, this is embarrassing. You're close. Starts with a J. Oh, Jefferson. Jefferson. All right. It's a ding, 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 ding. So you won. <laughs> All right, let's see how you... Old presidents. Old presidents. It's been a while since we went through the presidents back in school. <laughs> That's usually what you asked me in the program. So I figured I was flopping around. Let's see if we can do another one here. So being that President Trump, we all know that President Trump's going through the impeachment process. But in 1868, there was another famous president who did get impeached? Do you know who that was? Gosh, you know, they've said that in the news, but now I'm drawing, you know, when they were kind of going through the history of the presidents that have, that have gone through the process. But no, it's not ringing a bell. Andrew Jackson. Jackson, okay. Or Johnson, excuse me. Andrew oh, Johnson. Andrew Johnson. Yeah, okay. yes. Yeah. Yep, yep. All right, now here comes the big one. February 16th of 1930, there was a new amendment ratified. It impacted everybody to this day forward. Do you know what that was? What came about? Did you say 1930? 1913. Oh, 1913. February 16th. Hmm. Yep. 1913. It affects everybody, especially this time of year. Uh, Valentine's Day. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, the right to vote. 
the, the, the federal income tax. They oh, the ratified income tax. it. Yeah, okay. yeah. See, I threw you a good clue you there. You did. The, the, yeah. So you got me with the February. Yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I figured I'd mislead you somewhat there. And one more, one more. See if we All have right. fun with this. I'm, I'm like, what? What? One for one for three so far. One for three. So you're not doing too bad. So in 1942, so we know it was wartime. There was Lieutenant Ed, and I'm not going to give you the last name. Became Navy's first flying ace of World War II because he shot down five Japanese bomber planes heading towards U.S. Lexington. Do you know who that famous person is? And I'll give you a hint at an airport named after him. 1942. Uh, that one I'm going to know as soon as you say it. If you go to the airport, you will see his plane hanging in there. Mm, okay, that's another hint. Plane hanging in the airport. It's not fair if I haven't been to that airport. <laughs> well, you maybe haven't. But Lieutenant Ed Butch O'Hare. Ed Butch O'Hare. Okay. Yeah. Oh, O'Hare. Okay. O'Hare, yeah. yeah. See, now you're hey, all right. Yeah. Well, so that call's got you a little slow. Uh, well, maybe. Uh, you always yeah. catch. I, history was not my best subject. You know, it really wasn't. For I, I, And I love history, but it just, I just didn't retain a lot from, from the school days, unfortunately. So well, I had to go into broadcasting. <laughs> I, like, it's a good thing Bob sends me these things because it refreshes my memory. Maybe I can win a contest once in a while. So, but, but you'll now, see. Now, you'll be, be honest. How many did you know? How many did you know when you first opened it up? I knew Ed O'Hare because I was just in uh, um, O'Hare Airport because I read, you know, I read all about that. I don't remember seeing the plane. Now, O'Hare is enormous, so I right. guess I could miss it unless it's in some really prominent place. But yeah. And I knew the income tax because, well, I didn't really know, but I read it here a couple of weeks ago, so <laughs> it kind of <laughs> gave me a clue. And then Johnson, I just knew because they've been talking about it in the news a little bit, so yeah. Um, but that, if you'd have asked me those questions, I'd be honest, I probably could have got one of them right. So, yeah, because I'd had to scratch my brain. So, my history uh, teacher in high school ended up getting arrested halfway through the year. So I'm gonna, oh boy. <laughs> I'm gonna blame my lack of knowledge on that. <laughs> I and, can't, I can't use that. I had a good history teacher. <laughs> <laughs> we had two history teachers in our high school. One was lauded as like the most amazing teacher you could possibly ever have. And the other one got arrested halfway through the year. So what in the world did he do? <laughs> mm, let's just say there were some Me Too movement type things that, oh, that may or okay. may not have occurred okay. Okay. Uh, during the year. It was it was a bizarre history class. We'll put it that way. Wow. <laughs> a story for another day or, or maybe an off air story. <laughs> so he made history today on today's show. You That's brought right. him back. That's yeah. right. I brought him back. I don't know yeah. where he is today. Maybe maybe in the penitentiary. I don't know. <laughs> in any event. Well, you, you stumped me on a couple of those, Kevin. So We had to switch it up a little we'll bit. Have some fun on my end for a change. You got me. Bring yeah. some more to the table next time. We'll see if I'll I can have. redeem myself a little All bit. All right. We'll make it a monthly, monthly thing. There you go. I like that. That'll be fun. Well, happy February to everybody and uh, let's get to the meat and potatoes of today's show. Uh, you already know how often Kevin's going to stump me with history questions. It'll be once a month. Uh, but we want to find out how often some of the things that pop up in the retirement planning space and financial world, how often these things are happening. Um, you know, And that might help you learn as you listen to today's show, hey, am I kind of a rare case? Maybe if you identify with one of these or, hey, a lot of people are going through what I'm going through. Those kinds of things. So, Kevin, you tell us if these things happen frequently, rarely, or not even once in your entire career. Okay. Uh, so, I'll throw out the the ideas here to you. So the first one is: How often does somebody come to you wanting to know when they'll be in good financial shape to be able to retire? And the answer for them is tomorrow. 
How many times does that happen? Well, believe it or not, Walter, that happens frequently. Hmm. Um, it really does. I, somebody just came into my office last uh, week. You know, we had a couple that came in. They heard us on the show and thought they'd come in. And they saved, you know, for about 30 years. And one of them had a pretty good pension. Like I said, they heard us on the radio, so they thought, hey, we're just going to come in and see what kind of shape we're in and see if they were even close to retirement. As it turns out, the answer was, they said, when do you think we could retire? And I said, yesterday. And it's because they did a great job of saving. They had all their you know, Social Security amounts that they had brought in. They brought up updated statements. We put it all of that in the plan. And like I said, as it turns out, they had more income than they thought they could ever take, and it was on, on a pretty good basis. So that happens Quite often, I would say when people come in, I would say probably three out of 10. Hmm. So it happens, you know, maybe four out of 10. Yeah. I mean, you would think it'd be the other way around, but it does happen uh, quite often when I, when I sit down and talk to people. All right. Let me take you in a different direction here, Kevin. How about how often does a client or somebody who is uh, maybe a prospective client coming in to meet with you, how often do you have them then cry during a visit with you? How emotional does this process get for some folks? Well, I would say that's more on the rare side, too, but it does happen, and I can give you a, a really a good story here. And this didn't happen to me. This happened to a friend of mine who's also an advisor, but, uh, and it happened to him personally. His grandfather um, grew up, they both grew up in Texas, and they'd sit on their front porch as, when he was a kid, and he was very close to his grandfather. And what would happen is they would tell stories, and he, as he put it, they would see who could spit watermelon seeds the furthest. <laughs> and his grandfather passed away but when his grandfather passed away he left him an inheritance left him some stocks and in those stocks a dividend check was paid so every year on his birthday he gets a dividend check and he tells a story and when he tells a story he starts to cry so when we see that that type of stuff you know because he think it's a good thing because he remembers his grandfather so typically when i see that it was somebody come into the office and they inherited something that they didn't expect and then the emotions overcome them and they're thinking, oh my, oh my word, you know, somebody really is looking out for me. Or the good news is that, you know, somebody's so stressed out. We had this just yesterday. Somebody works in one of the local factories around here and they come in there so stressed out because they can't take it no more. The factory's changed uh, owners three times and their pension's been cut out and it's just been going on and on. They come in so stressed out and we started sitting down and he's seeing light at the end of the tunnel. By golly, I think I can retire. And he got emotional and that was just yesterday. So that happens sometimes, but not you know for those particular reasons, but I would say it's more on the rare side. It's more of a fun meeting um, when we sit down and start talking to people. Yeah, but even the the crying sometimes can be on the fun side, like the, it is. Yeah. the one seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, that those are tears of joy in that those situation are. many times. So, yeah. not always a doom and gloom kind of thing. Kind of fitting in with the theme, I think, of this segment that it's not as gloom and doom as people often think. Uh, how often do you see people come into large sums of money, Kevin, that they weren't even remotely expecting? Uh, we're going to talk later in the show about inheritances, but this would go for you know big commissions or bonuses, maybe lawsuits or settlements. How often? are people getting thrust into that situation i would say it's not rare but i would say it's more often than kind of in the middle maybe three four people every once in a while come in and it's like you said they come into large sums of money and then all of a sudden at this event that could change their future you know they then got some big inheritance that they didn't worry about their our lawsuits are you know i see those once in a while people get some kind of settlement they get hurt at work they get hurt in an auto accident or something like that and then most of the time, it's the size of the check that they inherit or that they're getting from the lawsuit. You know, so when one of my clients passed away, unfortunately, we had a bad year last year, Walter. We had we had lost um, quite a few clients. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've been doing this 29 years, and, and the only good part about this job is getting to know those people, and the bad part about this job is when I lose them. Because for these couple that I'm thinking about, they died about a month apart. I've known them since 2000, so it's a long time. 
And I can tell you that when the children came in and we start talking about what they're going to inherit, you know, I can tell them personal stories. Hey, this is what mom and dad, this is what we did all these years. This is why we put these things together. And, you know, it was kind of a shock to them. Oh, my word. I didn't know that, um, you know, mom and dad did that for us. So, and the reason is it was simple. They wanted to make their own children's life easier. So those things come about. I wouldn't say they're rare, but I wouldn't say they're frequent either. But I would say it does happen from time to time. All right, one last one for you, Kevin. How often does someone say, you know, I've always heard that you have to have at least a million dollars to be able to retire? I'm going to ask you that question. What do you think? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> All the time. Frequently. You're right. Why, why do you think that happens? I, it just it sounds good, right? Yeah. It's an even, even round number. Just you know, sounds about like, oh, how could you ha- have a million dollars and not be ready to retire? Because yeah, Wall Street has bombarded us with with all these commercials and all this stuff out there white noise that you have to have a million dollars i hear it all the time but they don't come out when people come in they don't uh, you know come right out and say it what they're going to do is when we're done building a plan and then they see they don't need a million dollars their next question is you know before i came in here i thought i needed a million dollars to sit down and even talk about retirement planning and it's because of all the white noise all the commercials all those things you know you need a million dollars you need a million dollars but some people you know have really good pensions i know a couple has a pension that's a hundred thousand dollars per year that's a big pension right Mm -hmm. so do you really need a million dollars in that case if you know um, it would help obviously but you know you don't need a million dollars in that case so i think wall street has done one heck of a job you know, making people think that, you know, don't even talk about retirement until you get a million dollars set aside. And that's just not the case. You know, it's what you need to earn on what you've already saved. Now, this is the key. What you've already saved, what interest rate do you need to earn going forward so you don't run out of money? And I guarantee you, most times it's not a million dollars, not even close to a million dollars. So don't let Wall Street keep you down. Don't let Wall Street keep you from, you know, picking up the phone, coming on in and, you know, sitting down and figuring this process out. Well, it is a very simple process. The first step is an easy one as well. You pick up the phone and give a call to Kevin Ray at 888-885-PLAN. That is 888-885-7526. Kevin's your financial coach at Insight Folios here in the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. You can call 888-885-PLAN. If you get the voicemail, leave a quick message, and the marvelous MJ will follow back up with you to set you up for a time to meet with Kevin to talk about your financial situation. The plan is a complimentary initial review with Kevin and the team to go over everything that's in your financial plan, all the different moving parts, bringing them together to see how well prepared you are for retirement. And if you are prepared, you get that thumbs up and you're out the door. If there are some tweaks or some changes that might need to be made, Kevin's there to make sure that he recommends those to you and points you in the right direction for making those choices and those changes as well. But it's so important to get that knowledge, get that education, and make sure that you have some confidence when it comes to your financial plan. If you want a complimentary financial review, come in and meet with Kevin. Learn more about the process by calling 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. More coming up on today's show, so stick with us. Walter Storholt here alongside Kevin Ray, and this is Simply Financial. No need to complicate it. This is Simply Financial. Thanks for joining us on Simply Financial today. Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. You can find Kevin online by going to insightfolios.com. 
That's insightfolios.com. While you're there, click the listen button and you can listen to past episodes of the show or even ask some of your own questions. If you also look in the upper right corner of the website, again, insightfolios.com, you'll see a button that says Simplicity Express and you can get a mini quick starter financial analysis by clicking on the Simplicity Express button. Find out the current health of your financial plan and some early decisions you might want to start thinking about. You can get all that done in a matter of just a couple of seconds on insightfolios.com. Again, just look for Simplicity Express. Well, Kevin, I want to talk about some of the major questions that revolve around the world and the situation of receiving an inheritance. And I think when an inheritance occurs, a lot of people, maybe even most people, you know, they worry about the tax implications of the money that they're inheriting. Oh, here's a big pot of dollars. Oh, but what are the taxes going to be on this? I mean, that's going to really hurt me. Seems to be kind of the reaction that some people have. What do people need to know on that front since that's often one of the initial reactions people have? Maybe not the initial reaction, but, you know, as they start to kind of understand, hey, I'm going to receive this inheritance and have to make some decisions here. Well, it is a good question uh, because when people inherit money, you're right, one of the second or third questions is, well, what what about the tax situation? Mm -hmm. So what people need to understand is there's two. I was jumping over the emotional questions that obviously come up there and getting straight to the money question. (laughs) Right, right. Well, you'd be surprised, you know, know, we've had people who have came in from the hospital when somebody had passed away and, you know, literally hours later because, you know, they whoever it was that left them here and said, first thing you do is go talk to Kevin. I'm, a, I'm amazed that they do oh, that. But, okay. um, um, and then, you know. That's good. People that don't want to make mistakes, you know. Right. So that's good. Yep. So, but when it comes to money, there, you know, the IRS typically qualifies money, either qualified money, which is IRA, 401k, 403b, 457, you know, that type of money, or non-qualified money. Non-qualified money is anything else other than basically non-retirement related. So here's the difference, and there's a big difference in this. So if you inherit, let's say, a 401k or traditional IRA or a 403b, whatever that has accumulated to, so let's say it's accumulated to $100,000, when you take it out, 100% of that is fully taxable. What I mean by that is if you take out $10,000, you pay tax on all 10000 If you pull out one hundred, you pay tax on all 100000 because it, it's qualified money. It's been tax deferred all of these years, and you haven't paid taxes, that person haven't paid taxes on it since they started depositing in there. So the other side of it is called non-qualified money, and here's what that is. Let's say you have just a traditional CD at the bank, or you have an annuity, and you put $10,000 in it, now it's worth $20,000 in it. The big tax difference is this. Only the interest is taxable on a non-qualified account, not 100% like it is on a qualified account. So that comes into the planning process. When you inherit money, there's different avenues that you can take as far as lessening your taxes. So the first step is to f- figure out, do I am I dealing with qualified money, IRA money, those types of things, or am I dealing with non-qualified money where the tax situation is totally different? So that's one of the first things you need to break down when you inherit something, is you wanna receive as much as that as possible so we need to look at taxes and the implications and how it affects you and how we can get it out you know the best way without you giving more to Uncle Sam than you necessarily need to do. Since we're talking about taxes, Kevin, uh, a recent news item was the SECURE Act, obviously, yep. recently passed. Um, how is it going to affect people who are inheriting money in the near future? 
yesterday um, we had the couple come in that lost their parents and I can tell you exactly how it's going to happen so this is going to affect qualified money and I remember qualified money is IRA money 403b you know 401k those types of things so let's say that your parents left you one million dollars in an IRA and let's say that you're 50 years old now had you passed away in 2019 you can follow the old rules and the old rules say you still have to take an rmd out based on your life expectancy so if you're 50 years old and you inherited that million dollars last year you would have to take out twenty nine thousand two hundred thirty nine dollars that's a lot of money don't get me wrong but starting 2020 when they passed the secure act what they're saying is you can no longer take those rmds over your lifetime what you have to do is you you must liquidate that account over the next 10 years so if that's the case you still got the same million dollars in there now over 10 years if you take it over equal distributions that's a hundred thousand dollars per year so that's an additional seventy thousand dollars rounded up of additional taxes that you have to plan for so that can be huge and there are ways to plan for that now um, you know via life insurance and those types of things for people who are listening but that's the big difference you now have to liquidate those accounts over the 10 years and that's what we're gonna everybody from 2019 forward is gonna be facing so that needs to be planned for Great, great point, Kevin. And uh, that's why we always got to keep our ear to the changes in the financial world. They will impact sometimes what our best laid plans are. What are some common mistakes that you see, not just the SECURE Act here, Kevin, but just in other areas as well? What are some of the common mistakes that you see people make with their estates that make it harder uh, for their beneficiaries in the long run? Oh, this is pretty easy one, Walter. The big one, there's two of them, actually. And the first one is they don't update their beneficiaries. You know, or some don't have beneficiaries at all. Maybe they got a divorce and they never changed it. Or, you know, they have more kids and, you know, they, they took out whatever it was a long time ago. You need to sit down and go through your accounts and you need to see who your beneficiaries are. And please update those. Because if you don't and you leave out a sibling, you know, your children, they're not going to be brothers and sisters for long if you do that type of thing. I know it's unintentional. But that stuff creates problems between siblings because you know what the story's gonna go, Walter. Oh, mom always favored you for better anyway. Mm-hmm. Dad always favored you. Those types of things. So update those beneficiaries. Make sure you don't do that. Any unintended uh, consequences there. And the other thing is they don't fund their trust. And here's what I mean. You know, you'll go to the attorney, you'll spend lots of time, lots of money, and you'll get a trust put in place but it's not funded. What do I mean by that? Well, you don't physically title things over to the trust. So for example, if you have a bank account and it's not in the name of your trust, you're probably, it's probably not in your trust. If you have other things and you haven't made the beneficiary of your trust, either your primary contingent, depending on what kind of accounts you have, it's not gonna be in there. So you, you paid all this money, you've taken all this time, and your trust is virtually going to do nothing because you physically didn't put money or those accounts inside that trust. So think of it this way, you got a glass of water, you need to pour those accounts in that glass and fill that glass up. So those are two big things I see all the time. So that was sort of the side of the equation of the folks who are going to be passing on an inheritance to the next generation, Kevin. What about the other side? Some common mistakes for people when uh, they're receiving an inheritance. Oh, sure. Well, you know, when you receive an inheritance, it's a gift, right? And the people that are giving you the gift is usually your parents. 
And what I see that happens is when it transfers from, say, parents to kids, the kids don't have the same attitude towards money. So mom and dad, you know, save for years and years and years in this case, and they pass down, you know, a good lump sum. And then some of the kids, and I can tell you, and this is kind of funny, but it's not funny, Walter. If you have three kids, I can tell you almost every time, now I'm not, I'm not 100% accurate on this, but the first child is the oldest, we'll save it. The middle child will have some of it, you know, saved, some of it spent, and then the third child, on average, will have that money spent before you're even in the ground. And I, that sounds cruel, but that's what happens because somewhere along the line, you know, uh, as we get, you know, the first child, and I'm the first child, I don't know if you are, Walter, but, uh, you know, I was treated a little bit different than my brother, for example. You know, we're taught a little bit different. You want to make sure the first child gets, you know, things correct. And then as you get I'm, older. I'm the only, so I got it worse. So I'm first, got middle, worse. and last. <laughs> <laughs> so, so take, if you inherit something, you know, keep that in the back of your mind. You know, you want to have an attitude towards money, like maybe the people who you inherited it from. You want, it's a gift. You want to treat it as a gift. And you want to see how it can enhance your life because it can. Yeah, that's a very good point, and uh, I'm sure we could probably do a whole show about the we mistakes could. that people make on uh, receiving inheritance, but there's a couple of ones to think about there for sure. Uh, last but not least, Kevin, what are the most important, we talked about those first steps uh, a little bit earlier, how taxes is one of those, but what are some of the first steps for somebody who just received an inheritance and doesn't really have that clue of how to handle it, what to do with it, especially those who are like, I don't want to mess this up. Yeah, then that's the key right there. So what am I going to say, Walter? You already know. You know me well enough now. Uh, go to the casino. Yeah, go to the casino and no. bet it on red. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, we got a plan, right? I mean, the reason that you know we're getting some of that inheritance because somebody planned and they did a good job and you're receiving an inheritance. So sit down. The first thing I tell people is, you know, it, it, it's an emotional time. So you, you can't go out and make decisions right away. So, you know, you want to sit down and you want to think about it and you want to see how this can impact and change your life. This is a gift. Think about this. This is a gift that could keep on giving, whether it's extra income you need to retire on a monthly basis or maybe it's just the security you're looking for to retire maybe it's that piece that'll get you over the hump and and make you feel confident going into retirement or maybe it's the extra help you need to help your children or grandchildren through college or whatever it happens to be whatever it is you're going to do you're going to be better off with a plan and the plan is going to you know give you guidelines to follow give you know show you in the future if you do a good job of planning what could come about of that how it can impact your life in a positive way or your children or your heirs or your legacy so planning is critical when you receive an inheritance not only from an income standpoint from a tax standpoint too so if you're receiving a lump sum of money you don't want to give more to Uncle Sam than you have to. So sit down, start the process. You know, don't make an emotional decision and start that planning process. I guarantee you it'll help you in the long run. You've been probably not only can we, you know, talk about inheritances here, Kevin, we can broaden this discussion out to anybody who is, you know, approaching retirement or even recently retired. You want to make sure that you've got a solid plan in place. I mean, after all, you've been working at this for 30, maybe 40 or more years of your working life and you advance through your career, you raise kids, maybe you took care of mom and dad and now, uh, you know, the inheritance is gonna maybe help with your retirement even in a way, uh, but, but you've had all this going on in your life and been building up to this moment when someday you can retire or if you're already retired, you wanna stay retired. Well, 
The good news is that was the hard part. You've already done that hard part, and now it just comes down to making sure that you follow the right steps, put in the right plans to get not only to retirement, but all the way through it as well. And a lot of people find the planning process stressful, but that's just a lot of noise. It doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to follow the proper steps. And Kevin Ray is there to help you do that at Insight Folios here in the Tri-City area. He is local, has more than 28 years of experience helping folks just do that retire and stay retired if you want to get in touch you can schedule a time to meet for a complimentary review of your financial plan by calling 888-885-PLAN that's 888-885-7526 kevin is a financial coach and he has offices in pinconning and saginaw as well he's the co-author of the book navigating through retirement and all you have to do if you want to get in touch is call 888 888- 885 plan. Leave us a quick message. Let us know that you'd like to come in for a complimentary review and the marvelous MJ will return your call and get you set up on the calendar. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526 to reach Kevin Ray for your complimentary financial review. More coming up on today's show. Stay right there. You're tuned in to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. It's getting to know you time. Well, it's time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. We just take a quick sidestep here from all the financial talk for a quick little moment. Kevin, fun question for you this week. Uh, What website do you visit most often? Well, you know what my hobby is, right, Walter? Uh, hunting, I really, fishing. Hunting and yep. fishing, mm-hmm. yeah. So you already know where I'm going. So I'm always, <laughs> the state of Michigan sends a weekly report about where the fish are biting and, and these <laughs> types of things. And I belong to Cannon Creek Ranch up north, too. So I'm always on the website, see what's happening on up there as far as the fishing, hunting, camping. So if I had to pick one, I think I'm going that way because uh, this weekend, even though it's, uh, you know, after the show, it's going to be cold, I think I'm going out trout fishing. So um, Nice. Yeah, we're just we're looking what's the water temperature what's the stream flow up on the sable those types of things so i'm headed to websites all the time are they um you know it's kind of funny when we used to go fishing uh down on the coast you know we'd i remember my dad would always go to the pier and every single time as he's paying to get onto the pier with all of our stuff all of our tackle everything we've got he says to the guy are they biting and it's like, what, what's he going to say? Like, yeah. No, <laughs> nah, take, nah, take your money back. Nothing's <laughs> biting. Just, just walk out there and enjoy the walk. Don't, don't, take, don't take your poles. Like, of yeah. course, he's going to be like, yeah, we're getting some stuff. You know? So do, do, you, do they, you know, they need a bunch of people to come up and, and boost the revenue a little bit. They send out a little alert that's, uh, you know, hey, Kevin, the fish are really biting. Come on up, man. <laughs> there, there's this great, in Frank's uh, great outdoors up here, there used to be this great cartoon in there. It showed two guys fishing on the ice, right? And it showed the fish below and the fish below they're talking to one another and the fish says to one other fish he says you know if you pull on this line once in a while those guys will stay up there for hours <laughs> <laughs> that's a good cartoon i like yeah. that i like that a lot uh, i would say the website i visit most is kind of in the similar vein to yours uh, not hunting and fishing but I'm, I'm a big weather nerd and so there's this site called american weather that uh does they have different message boards for like you know where you live and then you know it's got kind of its own community on there people looking at weather models and analyzing you know, so I play weatherman on the, you know, on the, on the, on the weekends or on the side job and, you know, kind of just follow where are the snowstorms coming through? Or is it going to be a big rainstorm and, you know, tropical storm tracking? I think I've just 
for some reason, I've always been interested in weather my whole life. And so it's kind of a neat, neat place to check and kind of get caught up in the excitement of, you know, neat weather events that might be happening and tracking it and learning about the science of it. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I on my phone, I always have Missoula weather on there, you know, because yep. we go out there every year fishing. So, you know, it's pretty similar to uh, to Michigan here. And then I also have Charlotte, you know, when I'm down in Charlotte because Paul always teases me, hey, it's 70 degrees here. What are you doing down in Michigan? And he knows the answer, so that's, that's right. not fair. Hey, yeah. hey we're, we're going out to, uh, you know, take a walk in the park. What are you doing? Oh, ice fishing. <laughs> yeah, he's always, he's always, yeah, he's always, I'm in shorts. What are you doing? Well, you know, I'm freezing right that's now. Right. So, yeah. Too funny. Well, very cool. There you have it. Getting to know Kevin Ray a little bit better. Back to the financial talk when we come back this is simply financial stay tuned what if we told you there was a simpler way to invest excellent well, that's what we thought rocking and rolling on simply financial today walter storeholds alongside kevin ray financial coach at inside folios serving you throughout the tri-city area kevin's the author of the book navigating through retirement it's part of the retirement rescue toolkit that kevin puts together for radio listeners it's a starter kit if you're just beginning the retirement planning process or even if you haven't started the process you're just thinking about it pick up the toolkit today by texting the word kit to 33222. It's an absolutely free physical box that Kevin will send out to you, packed with not only his book that he's co-authored, but also lots of other treats and goodies in there as well. Text the word KIT, K-I-T, to the number 33222, or give us a call at the show number 888-885-PLAN and request the kit that way. You know, Kevin, the values that people were taught growing up, or maybe the economic conditions that they lived through as children, often have a significant effect on how they view money as adults. I want to look at some different scenarios on the show and have you maybe explain to us how you've seen these different upbringings manifest themselves in people's mindsets, uh, their financial mindsets, many years later. Um, I know you've got a lot of experience working with people through the area, and there may not be a, a lot still living, but for people who lived through the Great Depression as a child, how did that usually affect their financial behavior as adults? Because although you may not see it as much these days, I'm sure you've seen it throughout your career. Oh, I have, you know, my grandmother, you know, she told me about the Great Depression, you know, several aunts and uncles. But what I seen from people who did come from the Great Depression, grew up in that, is they're more conservative when it comes to investing. And I heard this saying, most remember what the Will Rogers said. Do you? Walter, you're just a young cat these days. Do you know who Will Rogers Well, is, this, Rogers is this the return on my money? It of, is. Of Very my good. money versus on my money? Yeah. Two out of six today. Very good. <laughs> So, you know, that's redeemed myself from the terrible <laughs> trivia earlier today. Yeah. He said, yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not concerned about the return on my money as much as I am the return of my money. I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard that just from my, from my grandparents and, and whatnot. So you're going to find out that cash is king for most of those people that I've talked to because they were afraid to invest it and see it go away like it did back in the, in the, mm -hmm. in, you know, the stock market crash. So overall, I would say that, you know, when they do that, they don't typically have credit cards. They think they pay cash, uh, which is a good thing. And they typically don't carry debt other than maybe a house because they were brought up differently than what we were. So the Great Depression sometimes is is a good teaching tool that some of us need to remember and maybe take that to heed as far as what our parents or grandparents have told us. Yeah, that's a great point. And so let's contrast that maybe with, uh, let's say somebody that's grown up with a, a in a wealthy family. Do they usually end up achieving great wealth themselves as an adult? What's been your experience? Not always. And, you know, I can tell you a, a story. And I have clients 
who are very successful and their children aren't so much. We just had to call yesterday. We needed X amount of dollars out of their account. And, and the reason was because they had to help their son. You know, the son's getting behind on bills. And they grew up in a very good household. They grew up with dad and mom, very good income. But for whatever reason, you know, they just can't seem to get ahead. They don't make the correct decisions. They don't sit down. They don't do the planning process. So I would say it's probably uh, 60%. Yeah, usually achieve something good. But there's that 30 or 40% out there for whatever reason. They just have trouble. And so that's been my experience. Didn't learn maybe certain lessons along the way, perhaps. Yeah. One more example. I'm sure I could throw out a bunch at you here, Kevin, but just one more for the time we have remaining. How do most families communicate about money? Do you find that it's in a productive way or mostly unhealthy situations or do they just not communicate at all? Well, I think that, you know, that's a very good question because I don't think it's taught that well. I know it's not taught in schools. I never learned anything when I came up in school. But from my parents, you know, like I was saying. Anything? You never learned anything at all? Not about finance. <laughs> you know, it wasn't taught. Yeah. The, the, the way you said it. I never learned anything at school. <laughs> I learned lots. Let's put that way. Not, not about finance. I was like, don't, don't throw the great teachers of, of the Tri-City area under the bus there, Kevin. I know that you've got a better education than that now. Oh, I got a good education. I just, yeah, you're right. So, um, but how, how would your parents communicate to you, Walter? How'd your grandparents uh, my grandparents were awesome. I know I've talked about one of my grand grandmothers on the show before, uh, very open about uh, money and communication. And, you know, she was the one that gifted us small amounts of stock instead of toys growing up. So, you know, she wasn't the cool grandma then, but she sure is the cool grandma now. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and my folks were always very open about money and they made sure, I thought this was neat. They made sure growing up that they had their budget discussions and talked about money at the table while I was playing nearby. So that I was part of that, the, the adult decision-making process and, that, and that, the communication that they had as a couple with one another about money and being intentional about what they were going to do with their dollars. So I, I was definitely exposed in, I think, very positive ways. I was too. I was told, you know, pay for things as you can, you know, don't go into debt, you know, make a budget, all those things that most of us are taught. So I think, you know, most families communicate that in a productive way. I just think there's another layer, you know, like you said, you inherited some stocks, so you know how dividends work. That's a great thing, right? Yep. But yep. most people, you know, that that's the layer I'm talking about. You know, they, they heard that, you know, the budgeting and those types of things, but not much on the investing side. And that's where I think the some of it may be missing as far as the teaching and the communication is, you know, if you inherit the stock, geez, if you inherited ulterior stock, uh, let's say 25 years ago, Walter, and you put $10,000 in it, it'd be worth 380000 or so today. But more importantly, it would generate $21,000 of dividend income per year for you to use in your retirement. That's the things that I think need to be taught more in a productive way and, you know, emphasized and ingrained in people. Yeah, people, I don't think, understand, Kevin, the concept of having your money work for you right. until they get way late in life to be able to take advantage of it, unfortunately. And that's the key thing. When people come in our office, I'll say, well, now that you're not working, now that you're retired, you need to put your money to work because somebody still needs to work on your end to produce that additional income. So that's a great thing. So if you're sitting on the sidelines and you're wondering, well, if I call Kevin and I come into the office, what can I do? What's the planning process going to happen? You know, we're going to talk about what you save today. We're going to talk about your goals, your ambitions, your bucket list things that you want to go through in retirement because that's pertinent. That's why you worked hard all these years. And it's an easy thing to do. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call 888-885-PLAN. 
and the marvelous MJ. She will put you on the calendar. She'll set up a time that's convenient for you. She will email you what you need to bring into the office, and she will even follow up the day before to make sure you didn't forget. She's a marvelous person. That's why we call her the marvelous MJ. <laughs> Once you come into the office, you're going to sit down with me personally, not, not an associate. You're going to sit down with me personally, and we're going to start the planning process. I'm going to show you how I do it and how it's an easy-to-follow plan that we can create right in front of you. You're going to be involved in this process. I'm just not going to do a cookie cutter plan. It's going to be based on what you want, what you need, what your goals and objectives are. So if that's you, you're ready to sit down, you're getting ready to retire or you're in retirement and you just have a few questions and you're not really sure, you don't have the confidence you're looking for, pick up the phone, give us a call. I'd be happy to sit down with you. Like I said, one-on-one, it's free. There's no obligation. And the worst thing that'll happen is you walk out a little bit more knowledge than what you walked in with. Again, the number to call is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Gets you in touch with Kevin Ray and allows you to set that time up to meet for a complimentary financial review. Remember, as Kevin alluded to, that that review will follow the three C's, as I like to call them. Uh, Complimentary is one, of course. Customize is another. Making sure that your plan is tailored just for you. And comprehensive, leaving no stone unturned during the planning process. So to get that kind of financial review from somebody who's local, born and raised in Pinconning, has offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well, reach out to Kevin Ray at Insight Folios by calling 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Call now and get your own complimentary financial review and make sure that you're on the right track to get to and all the way through retirement. 888-885-PLAN. Kevin, thanks for all the help on today's show. Enjoyed it, and we'll talk to you again next week. We'll talk next week. Have a great week. Have a great rest of your weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us. For Kevin, I'm Walter. We'll talk to you next time on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.